Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John deconstructs cable television and wonders who mailed his mother a SpongeBob tumbler. Meanwhile, I get indignant at the dentist and tell John the story of the time NASA launched pictures of naked people into space. Plus, a conversation about learning from history and finding a balance between being honest about our shared past and maintaining a grace mindset. Today's episode is not sponsored by The Cloud. All your photos are up here, and you don't even remotely understand it. But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Fasten your seatbelts, Johnny. It is the 250th episode of Talk About That. It's a day to celebrate, a day that shall live in infamy. Wait. I don't like that. I don't think you like the infamy part. Big banner behind us says mission accomplished. <laughs> there's a lot of there's we a lot of those. We were going to rent an aircraft carrier, but. There's a lot was, of those memes out there. So speaking of safety belts, I can't remember where I saw this, but it was a video on TikTok or Facebook or something the other day. And it was from the 80s, and it was a news team interviewing these people about the DUI laws. Drinking and driving was being outlawed, mm-hmm. and safety belts, basically, around that same time, were being put into play. Like, as when far as like this? the 80s, early 80s, yeah. I guess. It's what it said. And because you had the big hair, right. and of course, there were Southern people which did not. You know, it lent itself to like, oh my gosh, what are we doing, people? And I bet, guess the clip was to show like these things that we think are so crazy, and we're like government overreach. But like, if you look back like thirty years, you right. go, well, clearly we needed to make people wear safety belts. Right? What do you and, mean they can't drink and drive? And I'm telling you, it's I need to find the clip because it was amazing. She was just like, you want to get, and then she goes, uh, one guy goes. You want to leave your job, have a couple of beers in your truck. Like, I don't see why that has anything to do with the... And then one lady's screaming about it, and she goes, they did this with seatbelts, and now they're blah, blah, blah. And and then there's a baby in her car. She's talking to the camera, and there's like a two-year-old in the seat, in the front seat next to her. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you and I are, are of the generation that we did, I will say this, we had better ride in the car than kids today because we, we were would, up walking around in the I back would be seat in the floorboard yeah i'd be in the back windowsill having a beer evidently <laughs> by the way i was going to try to say the latin name for 250th oh that's why you heard me try to oh you were trying it's to like veritas uh, ducinti okay quinga quinquaginta i don't think quinquaginta is right what is this 
That's not King, Latin. King Quaginta. It's like uh, that's Chinese, John. <laughs> that's not Latin. I'm telling you, I don't speak Latin. Obviously, uh-uh. and if you want to do your joke, you're I'm not it. doing you're it. Do I'm not going to say. Gonna joke I about sp- speaking Latin, and it's really funny. I don't speak Latin per se. Anyway, <laughs> just those two words, King Quaginta. But it turns out that it's not going to work. I'm like, and, and welcome to the yeah. King Quaginta episode of. It was just like, yeah, and I'm sure the Latin pronunciation is better than that. I'm just telling you, I'm looking at it phonetically. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I do want to say too given my comments right off the bat because I know people think of I'm, of me sometimes as like whatever but I do think that there can be government overreach like there is a line where I'd be like okay I don't understand why you want the government yeah, to be in charge to be in, of all of our lives why do you want a nanny state Johnny and why do you keep using our podcast as your bully pulpit I don't even want it to be a nanny state I want to call it a Johnny state I want it to literally be tailored around my needs and wants the Johnny state government is such a funny thing like, like everybody has that line. Right, like even people line. who are like so like I have friends on both sides of the aisle, as do you. And so I talk to them sometimes and I consider myself a centrist. Uh, but I think everybody does to some degree. It's like the George Carlin thing of everyone going faster than you on the highway is a maniac. Everyone going slower is an idiot. Right. So we, th- we think of ourselves as the gauge. Like sure. clearly I'm seeing this rationally. Everyone else is a crazy loony lefty or a loony right right wing nut. But I do think like it's interesting the peop- my friends on the far left, they'll say like, well, everybody just needs to pay their fair share. And like, I'm glad with whatever. And I go, but yeah, but okay, so taxes keep going up. There's a line where you'd be like, you don't want to pay 100% of your income to the government. Well, no. Well, that's where you become a right wing nut job. Like when you reach that point and you go enough is enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, you're not a lefty anymore. And And then people who want no government at all. I don't know what they want to do for roads and hospitals and right. and infrastructure, but they just act like we can just be isolationists. Like I just think it's interesting that like so. All that said, I just thought it was an interesting video, a timepiece where you just look at yourselves thirty years ago or fifty. Right. I guess it's fifty. The, the babies in the front seat smoking a cigarette. We probably needed to make a change. Yeah, like right? it was probably the right idea yep. to protect people. I just think we should. I think we should be able to look at it without a name calling. Uh, and if you elect me. I will probably not be able to help. No, he Johnny doesn't understand. Government. I tell jokes. Um, I'm not really Johnny even a political. I'm not even know. a political comic. So can you define the what term are we even talking about here? By camera. Let me tell you how much I know about the healthcare system. Okay. I went to the dentist yesterday because I had an. Here's what happened. My dentist and he pulled his tooth. Yeah, was I was like, like is this how it works? This is, he's like, you need to get off me, sir. And security was called. I was like, I need to bear down. One. Oh, by the way, one time I had a molar extracted. Mm. Uh, or maybe it was a wisdom tooth, and the molar beside it had decayed, and they had to take it too. So I have a molar missing back here. You just can't see because wow. it's not like it doesn't affect my smile or anything. In as much as I do smile, I'm more of a grinner. Uh, <laughs> I don't really love my teeth, but anyway. Also, all that said, so he was getting so you know you're kind of under, but you hear him and you feel, mm. you know, mm. and you kind of know what's going on, but you're on the laughing gas or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I remember him to get leverage on the tooth. He put his foot on the armrest. Wow! Of the, he was his like, foot. yeah, he was like getting up in there yeah. with the pliers, and I remember him going, like he was making a grunt. Like I was like, what in the world is going wow. on with my teeth? And uh, it was bad. Yeah. But all that said, that's not what happened yesterday. So I've had like four good visits in a row, John. No cavities. Wow. Uh, I get a little gold star. Let me pick something out of the drawer. It's pretty exciting. A little gold tooth. I have a little Sorry, gold tooth. A little grill for myself. So. But my dentist closed. How are dentists closing, first of all? 
I was down here at Paddock's. Is it Paddock Dental? Oh, not a sponsor. Paddock Dental. I don't know what happened. I still don't have no answers. So we're down here, and I just get a message one day. Hey, we're closing. We're sending all of your files. So they chose a dentist for me. Huh. I didn't get to choose. What if you want to have a... Right. I guess they maybe they're referring. It's like a, a handshake I deal mean, they have with this other... I mean, usually there's a interview process. Right. I want to... Who? Why? Right. So I go, okay, now I'm at... Uh, what was it called? Pleasant Grove Dental. Okay, good. Uh, it sounds awful. Oh, right. Good. Everything's peas. Uh, Pleasant Grove, Providence, Paddock. So oh, anyway, uh-huh. in the Mount Juliet, lovely Mount Juliet, Tennessee. So I go yesterday to my appointment. I get there early huh. and the maps take me there. I'm like, okay, I never been to this building whatever go in there's nobody in the lobby it's like a house but it's like one of those like really nice houses they've converted it's into the a dentist office the dentist built it is i helped build it with my decay so i'm sitting in the lobby like and it has a sign that says we're all in a meeting be out soon have a seat <laughs> it's like a handwritten note on the desk of the oh. reception i go okay so i'm sitting down and i'm watching like a bad soap opera and then my, now appointment time has come and gone now it's like 10 minutes after and i'm like What's going on? Yeah. So I get up. I'm walking around looking through the door. You joined the meeting. Yeah. I was like, uh, can I? Uh, point of order. So they, <laughs> this is not Robert's rules. Then this, this lady comes out. She goes, hey, they let me leave the meeting early so I could check you in. I go, is somebody going to leave the meeting early to check on my teeth? <laughs> That's what I said. So I'm a little bit, I'm being a little bit of a, <laughs> no, I'm not, not being a jerk, not but I'm, my Johnny. I'm being a little bit of like a, Hey, you know, hey, 10 minutes past my you point. You guys know your dentist is middle of the day. Cause like if I was 10 minutes late, they would have, right. You, you know, know, this is what you do here, right? They would have texted me. Um, what's the problem? What you do here is not meetings. It's dental work. Yeah. Right. Maybe the meeting was about my dentist. Maybe that's what, maybe it was like they were, they were like, together. what are we going to do about, we've hey. got this guy's files and holy moly. Well, let's call in, let's call in the expert from China. Like they got him on a zoom call and everyone. Holy molar. Have you? <laughs> so I'm standing there and she, so I walk over, she goes, okay, let me just get logged in. And I'm, it's tilted. You know, when, make, when somebody's logging into something uh-huh. at a hotel, uh-huh. a car rental place, they're required to go, that's the sound you have to make while you're clicking on a keyboard. All righty, let me just get logged in here. You have to say choo-choo-choo. Anyway, she says that. She goes, what's your name? Wethington, W-E. I go, so now I'm getting... Yeah. Like seriously, I go. They moved. You may Weathington with a Q. I go. They may have the... moved me over, and you just don't have me in your system yet. But the other dentist office that closed, mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember the name of it. Oh, she goes. I don't. Oh no. I don't know. I'm like, oh man. And I'm getting. I didn't. I did not take it out on her, but I was like, seriously. And so now it's my appointment was at twelve thirty. Now it's twelve forty five. Oh. And I'm like, sheesh. Do you so know who I, I am? So then I go, I here's that. the text messages that y'all been – I'm not mad. I go, here's the text messages I've been getting from you guys. So this proves that I have an appointment. Then she looks at my phone and she goes, this is for Pleasant Grove Dental. I go, yeah. She goes, this is Providence Dental. So <laughs> I got early to my appointment and waited <laughs> – <laughs> and now I've argued with this woman at the wrong dentist. That's why dentist. had a meeting because there was no one scheduled. Yeah. And you're the guy sitting. Um, yeah, probably. Wow. They canceled all their noon and, and 1230 appointments because they're like, let's have this meeting. And then I show up and I'm like belligerent. And so literally my other, my dentist is across the street in some nondescript building. And I go to the third floor and now I'm late. I'm 20 minutes late to my real appointment. Now, but you don't want to tell them why. No, no, no. I told them, I go, I went to the wrong place. I'm a moron. Right. And she goes, let me see if we can still 
get you and in. She's and like, I, well, I'm sorry, we don't see you in a. I said, I can reschedule. It's my fault. And she goes, No, 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 no. Uh, come on back. So they like hurriedly scraped my teeth. I will say this, guys. We need to talk more about this story, but we're going to have to take just a short break to hear from a few of our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. I love that this story yeah. made everyone else out to be the idiot in right. the end. Those are my favorite stories. Yeah. In the end, it's, I'm it's the always idiot. me. You know what I'm saying? Always me. When in doubt. Yeah. You know, it's what Taylor Swift said. I will stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Come on, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Why would you? That's not. You don't think that's. You need to look in the mirror like it was your problem. Oh, so it's you shouldn't, you. Sta- you shouldn't be staring you. directly at the sun. Right. She's saying, you know, I'll do all this. Cr- I'll sit here and yell at some lady at the at the desk and make fun of her, but I won't pay attention to the building I've walked into. I'm the problem. Johnny, that's the first draft of it. I will it, s- yell at a lady started. at a desk. Yeah. It wasn't a sing-songy. She's like, what rhymes with desk? What rhymes with desk? <laughs> <laughs> now, I have done stuff like that. I wasn't listen. I just want to, for the record, no, I was not. Don't dial it back. I was Let not it belligerent. Love it. I was just a little miffed. It was probably clear to her that I was like, um, I have an appointment. She was like, uh, no, no, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I apologize. No, I mean, but it's like Paddock, Providence, uh, and Pleasant okay, Grove. Guys, I cannot be held responsible for reading those you three. All, den- you all use the P. Those three dentists are like a quarter mile from each other. And did, but your maps took you there again. That's the yeah, problem. No, my maps map, dropped yeah. you in the parking lot, and there were two dentists there. Yeah, basically. Listen, I one's across the street. I had. An experience with Xfinity. I'm just going to call them out. Oh man! Okay, and uh, yeah, this is me. Never going to be. On, never going to be a sponsor. This is me taking on the machine. And I don't know if how many of you. You may work for Xfinity, and I don't blame the people who work for Xfinity. Okay, there was a day and time, right? That I was. You like, take it out on the employee. Yeah, what you're well, saying because it's the only person I can talk to. It's almost like the Matrix. If you work for the soulless, right? You're an enemy you may of not the even state. Know yeah, that you're doing it. And what you if you're still got to be shot by Keanu. Is that what uh, you're saying? It's just like that. It's okay. like it's apples to apples. Comparison. Who did you shoot, John? So, well, so I spent probably in the last month seven hours on the phone. Yeah, with Comcast Xfinity, which is a great use of your time. Which, I, yes, I have nothing else to do as a creator. Nothing else to do. And so the deal was, my bill just kept mushrooming, as they all do. Like it was near four hundred. They get you in on these like forty nine dollars yes. a month for the first two months. 
Well, I had it for. I've been with him for and like then five years. Don't don't keep an eye on it don't because it's going to slowly. It's not, the one I don't like is the fees they add. They go, "This is your base rate," and then they can add all this, this other. This is nonsense. your turn the TV on fee. If yeah. you want your TV to come on, it's going to cost you another two dollars right. a month. Yeah, and this is the uh, the uh, the right to have the TV turned on. That's going to be an extra fifty cents. The government makes excise taxes. Now, this right here is your broadcast fee. So, like, if you want everything to be broadcast. Yeah. To your TV, that's going to be another $4. It's like, you know, I have to have all these things in order to watch this. Yeah. Okay. I'm not railing against that, though. My old man shaking my fist to the heavens is not about that. Right. So my bill was up to $360. What channels do you have, John? All of them, I guess. Good Lord. I was like, yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, guys, what has happened here? It yeah. just kept creeping up. When I got on the phone the first time, I realized they were double charging me for like four streaming services that I had not ordered through them <sighs> that I already pay elsewhere. Like they they were charging yeah. me for Netflix, yeah. they were charging me for ESPN Plus. I was like, guys, I don't pay off for that. I have it, but you can log in. They go, no, those. no, you pay us for that. Oh, we've you been have... taking it for a while, so I canceled all that. I was like, still, this is too much. This yeah. is too much. Well, sir, what if we did this? Okay, well, I got you down to this. Oh, okay, so then I, your bill will be changed. Now it's down like almost a hundred dollars already. It's like, yeah. okay, well, that's still too much. So I call back. I was like, this is still too much. Well, okay, well, I'm looking, and I, and they said, well, you're, this is what your promotion is. I said, no, tell me how much I have security to. Tell me how much security, television, and internet, uh-huh. all costs. Individually, if I just called you to order it, they give me the price. I'm like, that's like $50 less than my quote-unquote promotion. Uh huh. Oh, well, give me a second, sir. And like you said, you're hearing the... <laughs> like just, you know, even when I check into a hotel right now, I know this is the bits have been done, but I'm like... Y'all know you check in people at a hotel for a living. Like, what could you possibly be yeah. typing so much? Yeah. Like, so much. It should just be like, oh, yeah. driver's here. Because I already checked in online. Mr. Driver's here. I just need to click this right button. Right this way, Mr. Driver. <laughs> and a bellhop just well, saying, with one of those weird hats. Right, hold on a second. I got to go find you on, I got to go find you in the dark web. It's like, just check me in. Anyway. Yeah. So she's doing all the work. And they come and put me on. This is all the hours of waiting. And finally, they're like, all right, <laughs> we've got your bill down to $177. Keep all your stuff. You were like sold. I was like, okay, okay, this is fine. Do the work. Two days later, uh-huh. all my stuff stops working. Um, my television, no channels. No your television sorry. stopped sorry, working? I had, I had eight channels. Did your television come on, John? It came on, but I had eight channels. My internet, and they started shipping me new equipment I didn't need. I was like, <sighs> I had boxes of new equipment. Long story short, I finally decided. It's too late. I, I can't do this anymore. This is the second time in my life I've done this. Yeah. Time, this song and dance. And I'll say this. Their stuff is awesome. Oh boy! Like when it works, uh-huh. but if the bill gets out of whack or you need to make a change, yeah, it's it is. It's like it's well, like they, trying to it's like trying to sponsor trying to, someone with immigration into another country. Like or something. trying like, to leave a gym membership. Yes, they're like, well, are you just gonna just not you, work out? You're just gonna let yourself go? Yeah. How would you live without ESPN Plus? And you're like, I- I'll be fine. I'll be okay. I already have ESPN Plus. I'm paying for it elsewhere. Like, are you sure? Well, we you could pay for it with us too. <sighs> so after all, I went to the I went to the Xfinity store in uh-huh. Johnny. And the whole story was I couldn't find it at first. I found I finally found it. You ended up in Providence Dental. Well, I was in Hermitage. I walked in. Yeah. I had an appointment. Mm-hmm. Appointment, and there are people waiting there. And Johnny, it was like I walked into death row. Oh yeah, they're all just like head down, and it's a really nice place. Just yeah, I mean, they got people big gr- screens, gritting TVs their teeth. And, yeah, everything looks like an Apple Store. But the now people have places. been sitting there, it's like we've not eaten in four days. Like it was like <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. They're looking at. Of course, I'm the guy with the appointment, and uh-huh. I walk in, and then the Xfinity guys like, 
oh, he goes, he, the dude's trying to be so nice to check you in. It's like, well, I have an appointment, like, right now. They like, all do, sir. He's like, well, you know, we only have, like, two employees here today. Oh, boy. Mondays are really busy. I was like, none of these things are really on yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? You know like, how to take the reservation. A, why did you give me an appointment? Holding the reservation. <laughs> like, just, what you should have done then is not give, not, yeah. open, there was appointments all day available. Like, yeah. if you knew, you know, anyway, I didn't do that. No. I didn't do what you would do and start yelling at the person. I treated them like a human <sighs> yeah. who was also in this problem. So, and I brought a box, <laughs> a box. We checked all the stuff in and they're like, sir, we didn't even show that you have security anymore. I was just getting security for free. They messed oh, it up no. so bad. Oh, wow. Um, Won't that preach? Then they told me. Some of y'all out here getting free security. Guys, and you've been, it's not even working. You've been blaming Xfinity. You've been, there's a burglar trying to steal from you. You don't even know and about it. you think that, okay. And so, long story short, I did all of that. I've got my other stuff set up. And guess who called me last night? I don't know. Xfinity. Wow. They were like, we see that you're thinking about canceling your service. I'm like, I've already canceled my service and returned all of my equipment. Oh, man. Well, you know, we're running a special if you'd like to stay. I'm like, sir. I mean, it was one of those. Like, he goes, would you mind telling me why you left? And this is one of those, like, don't do it. Uh-huh. Like, you will be that guy that yeah. will get on your podcast and rant about yeah. Xfinity for 10 minutes. And everyone, you know, but I just said, look, I've spent hours upon hours. You yeah. guys are great until something. My time not. is valuable. I don't know about you, sir. I don't know you, sir. I said, it's not your fault. It's just so you know, your machine is so big and convoluted that yeah. almost, I should have just said this. You don't even know I've already canceled and returned my equipment. Yeah. Like somewhere in your system, you think, I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's done. And then I got his home address. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. So that's my story, Johnny, about, about see, that's a real problem. Can I didn't I, go to a wrong place. Can I tell you that about a, a real Can problem. I tell you about a good customer service experience sure, I had yesterday? Well, it starts from a bad customer service experience, but we're, we're like killing off sponsors one by one here, potential sponsors. We've been a little negative today, and I'm sorry. So I get my hair cut at a little place called Great Clips. <laughs> and, Not uh, good clips. Not good. That's a whole other place. No, no, no. Not fantastic, Sam's. Just okay, Sam's. Just, yeah, just great. Just Sam's. Uh, <laughs> Sam's Club. I get my hair cut in bulk. Uh, <laughs> they cut them all at once. That's good. Anyway, so the reason I do it is, of course I could get a better haircut, okay, if you go to a salon. Well, but I like to be able to just like schedule it because I never, I'm always like in a hurry. It's always like, I need a haircut today. Right. And you can go on the app and say like, who's available? Who's got the lowest wait time? How many years so have you, you had hair? Like, why does it keep being an emergency? I don't know. I'm just a bad planner. Okay. Poor planning. It's not, it's not, it's not. Well, you should have danced with that. It's not my salon's fault. just admitted to it, but it's sure. Plus the salon's like, man, they charge you $35, $40 for a man's haircut. That just feels, it, it, for my hair, it's not that complicated. Right. Come on. So, I've been going there a while. They always do a pretty good job. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm getting a little shaggy. What happens with my hair is it grows out over here. It doesn't grow down and long. It grows out like a shelf, and it gets kind of square over here mm. when it gets too long. And I look like Frankenstein over here. It's like I have bolts on my neck. So you have to go get it trimmed up and faded. <laughs> so I'm in Dallas going, ah, oh, and I was going to be in front of like 5,000 people that night. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to get my hair cut. Hey, they've got great clips here. I'll go on the app. So I go into Dallas, random Dallas great clips and this woman who seemed confused about what she was doing did not give me a great haircut she gave me what i would call a poor haircut 
So it, it would have been mediocre clips. Yes. Right. She missed some spots. There was a couple little like, hey, ho, alfalfas in the back yeah. standing up. And I just like left, get back to my, I go, maybe once I wash it. and Right. No. No. So I went back to her. I oh. go, hey, there's a spot here that you got to clean up. I can't. This can't be, but you can at least. So she did, she did a little more in the back. I get back. It's still kind of oh, this. I still feel like I well, could get my, I could get some clippers from you know Kroger, and yeah. just fix this myself at some point. But I'm not going to because why? I'll <laughs> make it way worse. So I just kind of lived with it. I did my shows. When I get back into town, so yesterday I'm like, I need to go get this. Finally, just it's been a few days, but I need to get it. So I go to the great clips down here, and I walk in. She goes, Hey, and she goes, I go, Yeah, I just got my hair cut five days ago, but here's the story. I told her. She goes, oh, okay. I go, look, everybody had, she just had a bad day. She had an off day. It happens. She goes, yeah, whatever. She fixes it all and then did not charge me. She goes, we don't charge for touch-ups for other, because she could prove that I'd been in that, that I'm in their system. I went to, so there you go. Great clips. Hey, way to go. Great clips. Taking care of each other and taking care of your customers. I like it. So she had the ladies back. She was like, well, look, you know. Right, it happens. We don't know what she was going through. Look at your head. She didn't be like, was it Marjorie? Oh, she's the worst. (laughs) Marjorie in Dallas. She oh. should Yeah. She's a legend. Yeah. But anyway, so I thought, well, that's not a bad. I'm glad she didn't blame your head. Like, sir. Sir. I, like, I don't know are, how. These yeah. are artists. And yeah. this is the canvas they had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or something. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Because um, that would have hurt. But they didn't say that. Johnny. Was it this lumpy part that got her tripped up? Uh, yeah. I think it might have been. <laughs> Was this an injury or. Yeah. yeah. Did you fall after the haircut <laughs> and cause this pump knot? <laughs> anyway. Did that cause your eyes to go cross like that? Yeah. Or is, this, is, it... is this all from the haircut? <laughs> hey, what about the goatee? Is that a, is that something you're trying to grow? <laughs> anyway. What are you covering up? Is it a yeah yeah? Anyway, uh, so all the things that could have been said. We're all not. that said, we would love to have great clips as a sponsor. That'd be amazing. Even Marjorie. You from, know what? We would take Blake. Xfinity as a sponsor too. Would we? You know what? Here's the thing. Give me free you know, Xfinity. You know, what's, that's what's funny is if you did, we might get a little free swag. I like Xfinity. I just don't want to pay a mortgage for it. And then when I'll change the bill, I want the changes to actually go. It's like when people are ex-evangelicals, you're Xfinity. You're ex-Xfinity. Ex, yeah. I wonder you're, if there's a, you're on the outside a, now. You deconstructed cable. I really did. And yeah. now I've reconstructed. You're like, do I even need this? <laughs> what did I? All I was in years, a. I was. Was I in a cult? <laughs> like you're, you're asking questions, and it's important, John, to ask these questions sometimes. They were important. And now you've reconstructed with what do you have now? Hulu. I it's like a Frankensteinian number oh, of things. It's all the yes, I have Hulu TV. Won't that preach? When you stop believing in something, you believe everything. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I have a little bit of everything now. You fell for it, John. It's uh, you're some kind of weird cable universalist now. Yeah, like all of my all of my streaming services coexist. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like that's. <laughs> I think You've we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to scrap this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna. This is not gonna make the cutting room. Floor. I disagree. I think it's great. To be clear, we're not universalists. Oh boy, uh, we're not socialists. Uh, we don't hate everybody and treat we don't treat people badly like if no. you're new to the show you think that actually we're super nice to everybody so we were kind of making fun of each other about John, it what but you, you haven't like? listened this far now you're like i'm not listening to this garbage you know and That's then fine. so now all the disclaimers i'm are not gonna late. argue that this is not garbage i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna be so bold as to say that i don't know speaking of garbage yes you know we've been talking about the things that just show up at your house right 
The other day, a small box shows up at the house. Of garbage. And, you know, we talked about, like, whether or not it's a part of some sort of campaign to get you... Yeah, how do they... Right. What's the hook? So my mom's name is Judy. And I saw the box. Mm-hmm. And on the box, it said, to Judy Driver, mm-hmm. SpongeBob SquarePants. Wait a minute. Back up. In fact, it might have said Judy SpongeBob SquarePants Driver. No, it didn't. It had SpongeBob SquarePants like in the name, in the person it was mailed to, as if her name was Judy Driver's SpongeBob SquarePants. <sighs> okay. I'm like, maybe she you're bought like, something for that, one of the littles. You know like, what I'm saying? I never knew my mom's middle name. Maybe that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you know? What are the odds that she was named before that show was ever Way made? before. Like, maybe she's the named after. I don't know. That's a heck of a monogram on a towel. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long um it's a beach towel so i just kind of saw it and was like okay sure and so when i get home mom or laura want to open the box yeah. and inside is a spongebob SquarePants cup uh-huh and nothing else wow no note no no receipt no receipt who is it from that's a great question because mine just said like provider like service provider i think it Inter- was i don't think there was there was no way internet to know. internet vendor or something we didn't know where it came we have no idea where it came from to my best recollection did you mom's like because you know here's the thing about mom and she's she, like she oh went, finally it came <laughs> wouldn't it be great if she had actually ordered it <laughs> she put her name in scorpion i thought to, it was a scam but they're real <laughs> well mom yeah. and mom listens and so mom you know yeah you know i'm i'm having so much fun with this and i'm not picking on you you know, mom, well, yeah, it's just like the earmuffs. I don't know. Exactly. We don't yeah, know. So like, you, but stuff will show up sometimes. Like yeah. she'll do Walmart mobile orders, you know, and when they don't have one thing, they'll replace it with something else. Oh. So we'll get something that is completely the opposite. Like, uh-huh. I was like how did y'all? Re- how did you choose to replace what we ordered with this? Yeah. Mom's like, guys, I promise, I ordered the right thing. And so she immediately started into that. Guys, I know what you're thinking. Uh-huh. I've done something. Right, you thinking I've done something, and I, I mom's I, gone crazy. I've done nothing. Like yeah. there, I, I cannot even begin yeah. to fathom. You know, well, that's kind of your fear. Is like as your parents get older, are they going to start randomly ordering things off the internet or get like taken in by a scam? So she's trying to reassure sure. you, like this is not a thing. And she's that really, I just randomly order right. cups, and she's really check. She'll check in, like, okay, yeah. I got this link, and it says it's a bank thing. She's right. like, I don't think I should open. It. I go, no, don't open it. You know, it's kind of yeah. thing. And I even I'll call Jeffrey and do the same thing, like, hey, and it said from this. SpongeBob SquarePants, right. <laughs> Bank, at, bank of SpongebobSquarePants dot org LLC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I was like, I'll, I'll do the same. Like, hey, yeah. this is from Apple, but it, does, it looks a little weird to me. What do you think? He's like, yeah, don't open that. You know. So right. we all have that person yeah. we lean into, Johnny. That's called accountability. Yes. And community. We, we need. We it. don't make decisions on our own. Uh, and so, to this day, though, we don't know what the point was. Uh huh. Like whoever mailed that and used her name. Yeah. It wasn't like it went to the wrong person. Or unless there's someone out there really named Judy Driver SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, it's like the head, the earmuffs that Curry got randomly sent. Our friend Allison said that her theory, she said, people really do this. They hope you'll leave online reviews. I go, where would I leave this online review? Don't even know who sent it to me. There was not a receipt. Or you can send a Google There wasn't a thing like, earmuffs? if you love these earmuffs, go here. Uh, there was no action step. So what is she supposed to do with this SpongeBob right. Tumblr? Y'all are using it, aren't you? Oh, every day. <laughs> it's my new Actually, favorite. I don't know what it's my new favorite cup. <laughs> it just, is it like a kid's cup? Yeah. So it's like a little sippy cup it's size. It's not small. No. Oh, okay. It's like a. It's like a. But it's like 
12 ounces. Sure. Maybe eight. Okay. 12 probably. Yeah. A single cup. Which, you know, usually cups come in like four, those yeah. plastic cups. Yeah. Just a single like you can't sit down with your family and have a SpongeBob SquarePants dinner with these. Don't you think? I know somebody has this has been said before, but I don't know a lot about like alcohol culture uh-huh. at all because I just didn't grow up around. I was such a teetotaler, and now I could care less. People don't. What a lot of people drink. Whatever. I don't care. But I think it's interesting that like what you drink out of, like if you have wine out of a glass, it's like very sophisticated. If you have wine out of a SpongeBob SquarePants cup, right. you've got a problem. Right. Doesn't matter how good the wine is. Yeah. <laughs> If you're pouring like schnapps into a a sippy cup, right? Well, you, schnapps I think would be something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong if you're pouring schnapps at all. But yeah, um, I don't think I've ever. You know what I mean? It's like the idea of but yes, yeah, a nice wine, and you're like, but you, for some reason, like in this clear that I can swirl it around, and oh well. Hmm. Well, there is something about because if actually, you just grab like a coffee mug and go, just give me some, just give me a little wine. They go, what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with you? you? What are you an it's animal? the it's just a conveyance for the alcohol well so my if my wife was here she would say so in in the culinary world so mm-hmm. like you actually have different size wine glasses for whites versus reds because uh-huh. they're they the serving size have, is different I, that was as intelligent as i could sound up to that point i yeah. lost the words now of what the next thing should be but it has to do the bouquet it has to do with how it how it <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to say how it rests but like when it comes out like wine wine will be different after it sits for a while okay and so there's different things of the size of the cup but what if allow. i'm just gonna pour it in the coffee mug and then just chug it nobody None, no one will be the wiser no it, neither will you you're saying i should <laughs> sit. If you start chugging wine i just that's just shows you know, how little my, i know about this stuff you know, but i just great, think it's funny you know my great uncle was a teetotaler yeah preacher love him to death uncle charles and he used to say every sunday night he would preach at our church Sunday night. And that lets you guys know our backgrounds. We went to Sunday night church. Yeah, man. And the dude, I mean, he was an unbelievable guy, would get up and go visit nursing homes every morning. Like, mm-hmm. And he lived into his 80s and just it was, was a really amazing guy. But he came out of the temperance movement. Mm-hmm. That whole tradition comes out of the temperance movement of the late right. 19th century. And so he, he had strong beliefs that were things right. like Jesus didn't drink alcoholic wine. You know, there, there was a right. whole, non, non-fermented. Right. There's a whole like a guy wrote a book in like 1870s or 80s. And right. It, like cascades down, a trickles down a few generations. And that yeah. becomes like a, a bedrock theological belief, not necessarily based upon. Right. You know, true understanding of the original languages of those things. So he really believed, you know, drinking was completely wrong and, and unbiblical. And so, but he would preach every Sunday night. He would say, I tell you tonight, but ain't any wiser. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he had, he had his beer jokes. When you yeah. said that, I wouldn't be the wiser. It's like, neither would Bud. Bud, Bud is not wiser. No. I don't know. No. And he would also, he also had a joke about like, y'all, I'm not against. Paps ain't going to win the blue ribbon. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Because I'm not against television, but I'll tell you, why would you watch a show so awful that it's called Die Nasty? <laughs> he, he had a few. He had a few jokes. Didn't like Pentecostals call TVs the one-eyed devil? Wasn't it the big? I don't know if I. I mean, I, that's a little before my generation. No yeah. one was ever actually. That said. was probably out of that same similar they mindset. The Timbers movie theater. Yeah, yeah. He, his. That's where people caroused and hung out, and he was it's dark again, in the, there. The, you the, might you might start dancing. Right. The appearance of evil was such a big deal. The uh-huh. appearance of evil is as bad as evil. And so, yeah. um, right. And there's biblical, you know, references to those. I'm not, I'm not dogging that idea yeah. as, as a whole to the, the level they went. I remember he would say that 
he wouldn't when he was young he wouldn't even drive down the road with a coke in his hand yeah because someone might think it was a beer Uh uh-huh and I even back then as a kid, you know, yeah. being raised to believe, you know, at, at that point, like everyone around me, my parents didn't harp on drinking or something, but right. the, the, the church culture certainly did. Like even me thinking drinking wasn't a great thing thought, that's, you really got to go a long way yeah. to just assume if I see a Pepsi bottle in your hand right. that Uncle Charles. That's a lot of like pressure to put on yourself. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt bad for Uncle Charles in that. Like, man, I don't. It's know. like bondage or whatever. Yeah. Like you're just kind of trapped in this mindset of like other people's perception of you. Well, I have zero judgment. Again, Uncle Charles did well, more, they, good. He he meant, more good in his life. That's than what I mean. Man. He yeah, meant I mean, well. It's just is yeah. a bummer for him. It's just kind of like wow. It's it's a bummer to like carry that around. And our family has had a lot of alcoholics on both sides, and so a lot of this stuff with the family was, hey, this is we have bad experiences, and actually that's where the Timbers movement came out of. Yeah, people have to understand like. Beer in the colonization days, okay. Um, beer's common, like it's it, it'd, be, it'd be common for beer, especially a lot of German immigrants and right. European immigrants. You know, it's just another drink. Didn't Ben know? Franklin famously say, Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy? Someone, one of those, I brothers. think it was Ben Franklin. When in doubt, it's easy to pick Ben Franklin. He's had a lot of great stuff, he did say some stuff. That yeah. guy, but like, by the way, he makes an appearance in This Week in History. Does he really? Today. Oh, I can't wait. So get ready. Um, but like, there was a moment in time where distilled spirits suddenly mm-hmm. became way more common. Yeah, and so you're going from a five percent, six like percent alcohol yeah. to a fifty, or forty, or fifty percent. Right, and so men especially began just abusing this on another level. Right. They're used to drinking beer at they, you know you're used to what you do. Yeah. So now you're drinking at that same rate and they're just right. getting they're just getting So it was becoming hammered. a problem. And it and there was a lot of there was a lot of domestic abuse. There was a lot there's actually you guys should go watch the Ken Burns documentary on prohibition. Oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, we've talked about it before. I'm telling yeah. you what, and if you would have told me that it would sound like the nerdiest yeah. like no, that I'm telling you, it was one of the most Well he's always good. Any he could cover any subject and you'd want to see it. Well and, and Peter Coyote could read anything and I'd want yeah. to see it. Yeah. But like the understanding how they got because if you look back and go how did we pass an amendment Mm -hmm. you know and it wasn't technically to prevent the consumption of alcohol but it was to prevent the creation and sale of it yeah uh how did how did we get there as a country you know and try to legislate morality understanding even the you know how how the religious systems were informing that Mm -hmm. they're you know and the power that the political power they had then versus what they have now right or how we came into some legacy of the religious systems informing political power. And so, that's been there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's sort of evolution over time uh, where it went. And, and I think to know, like, it's easy to go, they shouldn't have, that was weird. That was never going to work. But when you really watch it and They're reacting understand, to yeah, like, yeah, it was an overcorrection to a real problem. Right. Uh, because. Which is what government does. And again, it comes back to government overreach. Like, yeah. it can happen, it like, happens all the time. And it's just a matter of like where you fall. Yep. And when it affects you, you're like, oh, now this is a bridge too far. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I don't it's, know, man. It's easy. When, and, and I've been guilty of that. And we, we've, we've tried. When you can't know in the moment sometimes even. Like even with like vaccine mandates, I probably would have been somebody in the moment that was like, all right, well, we're trying to protect people. Oh, let's not be unreasonable here. And now I look back and I go, yeah, that we reached. We probably, that was probably over. I feel like that was overreached now. Like I probably changed. I probably adapted a little bit and I go, 
yeah, for what we got with them, it probably was an overreach to say, like, you're fired if you don't do this. See, you know, I, don't, well, I don't know if, where it got with private companies and things like that. Yeah. I, I well, that's true. You got to let the private market do what it does. But History generally informs where I go, and I know it's not the first time in American history that we had to mandate vaccines in order to try to preserve yeah. our survival, especially in the unknown. Yeah. I was a little more like, okay. And people were worried that they were made so quickly. That technology had been around for years and years and years, just never had a chance to really be applied. So I was a little more like, okay. But where it got me was that I did have friends who's like, they were prevented from seeing their their elderly loved right. ones mm-hmm. in nursing homes who yeah. had dementia and other stuff. Yeah, you look back at age, you know, some of that stuff aged really poorly. You go, yeah. and at the time, I was like, okay, that I know what they're trying to do to preserve because there's huge outbreaks happening. Right, I right, know right. there's a, and I think that's the other thing is to go, you know, I think we said this before, um, leadership. There are going to be some things that happen that there's not going to be an outcome that pleases everybody. Yeah, there, and you're going to make mistakes. Even with the best path available, you're gonna you're gonna pick the best path available, and and it may not go great, but that was still the best out of all the things. It was the it was the, or you don't know what else was, but I think there's one of those. So it's never okay when someone is is mistreated or something goes wrong. So I didn't like that, but I think to go, I wasn't expecting though the government. And by the way, it was under two go, two presidents under different parties. Yeah, and neither one. I think. I mean, that's that's right. a great proof if we could zoom out. Right. Of sort of our tribal, it was going to be a go, cluster. It was going to be a. Problem. It was a cluster for everybody involved. Yeah, the experts, the non-experts, the Democrats, the Republicans. It was a cluster for everybody, and we can have really strong opinions about it, or we can go, guys, a global pandemic that you know millions of people died from around the world. That's the number one thing I think Americans need to hear. This was happening around the world. It was not just a president's thing. How they responded is their thing. This was happening in other yeah. countries and, and continues to affect other countries. But to go, yeah. hey. uh, that's going to be complicated, and we're not going to get an easy, you know, answer. We got to do our very best with this, and be held accountable if we make mistakes. All those things, but no, I think yeah. it was a. I think you look back and go like prohibition. That it came from something. Yeah, most, and I think even like we we talk about church stuff a lot. For the most part, like we can dog eighties, nineties, early two thousands, you know, celebrity church culture, but recognize that the Jesus movement of the seventies uh-huh. was a reaction against organized stuffy non-personal relationship religion and that people were there was a real revival there where people begin to have like an understanding of a personal relationship and so you know that begins to that's great when it's organic and grassroots eventually things if they're good don't stay organic grassroots they grow and then you're gonna have to have a system and it's gonna have to be i always say like a movement starts out like very pure and then there's a moment, there's a tipping point, and for me, it's one word, merch. Yeah. <laughs> when movements get merch, right. something, That's when you know. something goes wrong. Yeah, you're now worried about branding, and yeah. you're making money. Yeah. And, and, and you I'm start not, selling. I'm against making money, because you have to maintain. It's just weird, though, like, yeah, when a movement has a t-shirt, I immediately go, I have a side eye, like, okay. You got a logo now? <laughs> I want to say something. T-shirt. Christianity, there's a lot I want to write about there. Yeah. And it's not because I'm against it, but we grew up in that, that age. And it, it's almost like, you know, it's like if you read Jesus and John Wayne, mm-hmm. okay, you know, like she takes down a lot of people that by taking down, I mean, she, she tells a story that, that takes off the rose colored lenses of right, maybe right. how you looked at some major political or major religious figures yeah. because of their involvement in political things. 
it's fascinating, and I think it's actually a good read regardless. Uh, you don't have to agree with everything, but I think it'd be good. It's to, really just a history. Right. To, yeah. to see a perspective other yeah. than your own. You don't have to start hating Billy Graham because of it. Like, right. I think you got to let people be both in and let people be more than one thing and also understand that those people in those days don't have the benefit of our hindsight. Right, right. And so generally, I do believe if you try to apply God's ways in humility, you can – it's way easier to see the roadblocks or the things that you should have seen when you're looking back at them. But God's ways do show you as you're going. Like there are moments where we'll have a talk at our table and what it can be about design and brand and, what, yeah. you know, and Andrew and I especially are putting on at least slow down breaks. Yeah. Let's really think through, mm-hmm. do we want to be, who who do we want to be? Who do we not want to be? And right. where could this lead? Now yeah, yeah. that analysis, the paralysis can be right. Sure, you know, like, slippery hey, slope arguments. Man, it's fine. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do we really got to pull right. out the history books and yeah. study theology to know if we're going to make a T-shirt or not for our yeah. church? But that being said, I don't think anybody intend. They, they, if there's a bad a, a bad outcome, it's rare that someone who was trying to do something good intended it to ever yeah. get there. It's just it's yeah. I've known some people before who worked in government, even and were like well-meaning congressmen, and 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 they talk about one of the things they talked about that I always think about is the main problem in government that you always have to think about is unintended consequences. Yeah. So something can be really good, and it can cause a loophole that makes this other people group be either disenfranchised yeah. or some other person take advantage of the loophole you've made. Yeah. And you didn't see it. And now it's five years down there, and you're like, oh, man. Like uh, one great example, and this was p- passed by a bipartisan. There's a bipartisan bill, the crime bill that went through in the 90s that basically – ended up punishing crack cocaine like yeah. 10 times more than powder cocaine was inherently racially biased at the time no one could really see that it was like we got to stop the crack epidemic right and you did so now you have people 40 years later going man we blew it yeah. 30 years later man we blew it including biden has admitted like man we blew that we're gonna we're gonna try to reform this right, that was a clinton driven thing yeah, yeah at, uh, at the time and, you know, privatization of prisons, all this stuff where we're trying to get tough on crime. We're going to punish people for, you know, basically what we now would treat as almost like a disease. Right. And so it's very intriguing, but we can't know that in the moment. In the moment, you're just like, we got to protect kids. It's always about kids in the beginning. You're like, we got to protect kids from drugs. Yeah. We'll do whatever we do. Put them under the jail. And then you look back and you go, man, we, we made some missteps. But it's important to look. You have to have like this unvarnished view at your history to really move forward, I think. Yeah, well, I think you just got to be honest about it. Yeah, to, to number one, no. But that's not to say punish everybody and be like, oh, they were the most evil. Their intentions were wrong. Like, not always. You know, like, and again, I added a, into a, a book proposal I've just been spending a lot of time on. I'm talking about the breakdown of society as Tennessee seceded from the Union. Yeah. And I'm reading a lot of firsthand accounts of what was happening. And it's easy to because it's sort of a study on American mm-hmm. on the reframing of American history and the definitions of American patriotism over time. Right? How do we you know evaluate and whose history is remembered and who is forgotten, even if it's intentionally or, or unintentionally? And I added a line there because I went and researched. You know, like you can't just paint the Confederacy with one brushstroke. Right? Like I I think, and again, I'm so, I'm sorry. This is always how I felt 
I'm not woke or any of those things. I've always felt that, I mean, taking up arms against the United States is what they called it, rebellion. They called right. themselves, we're rebels. And it splintered the nation in a unfathomable way. But right. it was, the splintering was already there. It, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, it was, it was not good and not what the founders wanted, all those things. Um, and it was about slavery. And if you go and read the, the state secession statements, they come right out and say, this is about slavery. So mm-hmm. the rewriting of saying, well, this is about, I mean, yes, it was about states' rights. A states', states rights right to, to own people. Slaves, right. right. Um, and so, you know, it, and the balance of power between North and South for sure, but all of that was based upon that. Because even the three-fifths compromise was about we don't want to count these people as people, but we want to count them as population mm-hmm. so we can have more representatives in Congress and the South can have more power than the North in yeah. all of all of the caucuses and those things. Huh. And so that's that's the deal. Like we caught, we'll count we'll count them as some of the people, but it's so we can gain power. Yeah, because we have this huge population, we can't count if we just call them property. So let's call them three fifths. That's the compromise. Interesting. So, like. When I look at it, though, I realize every, like, just average – I put myself – if I'm – as I say, I'm a 25-year-old white Southerner who does not own slaves living in Nashville in 1861. Mm-hmm. My whole family says the North is invading, right? Right. And there, it's all you know. There is a huge, like, movement of chivalry. And young men, they, they have no clue of what this is. The first modern war of their time, right? So, do they? You know, what they know about war is, is really more musket ball stuff. You know, there was a Mexican American War, but so so they don't they don't yet have quite the clue. So they're going to go out in fields and face each other, just like you know <laughs> the Revolutionary War at first, and yeah. then it turns into something more because now you you got by the end of it, there's Gatlin guns and stuff like you know the mini ball is such a it's such a more accurate. It's not a ball, by the way, but it's such a more accurate small arms ammunition. And it, so, as opposed to you just shooting and hoping that this thing hits, like you can aim, and you got snipers now. Mm-hmm. And when it enters, it literally stays inside and s- explodes, basically, like like splinters out mm. when it enters your body. So that's why there's amputation. Like they have no idea what's coming. Right. You know. So. And, and their moms are, are sewing their uniforms because back then it wasn't like just a standard uniform necessarily. You knew you were going to be gray, probably, yeah. but the the better, like, if you're, you know, today you'd think that was a dishonor, but back then it was like, no, this is my my chivalric honoring of my homeland. I got this uniform, my family, my sister, my mom made for me right. to, to defend our homeland. And now, you know, the newspaper editors are writing, hey, this is about all white men being masters over black people. Like it just comes out and says it, and I quote that. But I also say there were a lot of people who – because there was a vote to secede that did not pass. Yeah. So they weren't liking what was happening, but they weren't ready to go to war yet. Like there were people not and, – and basically the, those who were writing those kinds of articles eventually pushed the issue. There's even some speculation that the vote wasn't fair, like it was actually rigged. That Tennessee never actually, because they're the last state to secede. But the whole point of that is like, I can't just say, "Hey, all the Confederates just wanted to do this one thing." Like they did, they were they were caught up in something, yeah, uh, and it was wrong. Like I can say that it's wrong, and that that's I don't mind saying, "Hey, I don't I don't think that that was good." <laughs> Certainly, yeah. slavery was wrong, but, but that's the thing. But they're we living could, in a time, you know. Yeah, and it, now you can say that was wrong. We've moved on. We can learn from our mistakes. 
that's the thing is like that's the part that I feel like the left gets way wrong is there's no path to redemption for people who've made mistakes. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Like See, I- you're canceled forever in some yeah. ways. And then and the far right wants to just like, no, put up statues. And if you take down the statues, you're erasing history. It's right. like, no, we never should have put up these statues. I, here's what I believe, truthfully. And, and, and if I had to, and I've studied this a lot, I think you did forfeit your right to have a statue yeah. whenever you took up arms against the United States. We should not honor you in the, in the United States. As, right. we, we can say we can say you were someone who believed deeply in what you believed in. Yeah, we can say that you maybe felt that you were doing an honorable thing. Um, in the end, you were enslaving people, and it was wrong whether you knew it or not. We have to call that what right. it is. Now, can we say is is are all sins forgivable? Sure, this is not a God thing. This is why we start mixing. Right, it. it's about what we honor as a culture. But I think the big thing now is though. That the slaves' history is also American history. Uh-huh. That's where the real fight is right now. Right. The fight is we don't want to talk about this because we're just trying to make the country look bad. And and, and I want to go look. If if my friends who are black, you know, their the, the history we're trying to tell in some of the classes and books that are being canceled in certain states right now, uh, that's also just as much American history. Right. Why do we only remember the parts that make us look good? Mm-hmm. Why can't we say? Because we're now we're still de-Americanizing them when we say, "Look, that that's a hard time to look back at." So right. can't we move on? Here's the deal: I want to know what happened with my family in the early 1800s. In order to talk about what happened to their families, we have to talk about slavery. <laughs> yeah, and we have to talk about the Civil War. And yeah. so to me, it's like we don't have to keep. No one's blaming. I don't blame anyone alive today for a war that happened 150 years ago. But I can say, hey. That that history needs to be honored. It's just as much and just as important, and it's also harder to find. So we need to do the work. We need to do the archaeology. We need right. to not act as if, like, because we tell someone else's history that it's suddenly it's all CRT. Yes, they were people who were enslaved because of the color of their skin. Like, it was a racial thing. It was mm-hmm. absolutely a racial thing by design. Yeah. And so, and it wasn't right, and we're never going to get over it. Like yeah. we're never gonna, but what we can say, we don't have to though we'll punish each other for it forever, right? But maybe reparations and other things that you we've talked about before. Instead of going, I don't want to hear this. Maybe I go. Maybe I want to listen because this is someone else's history who's also just as much of an American as I am. That's really where it gets for me. So. I want to know, do you, what do you think the odds are of me getting a statue? Well, they're not good. I've ta- I, I asked around. Like even if I was to commission it, and pay you for could it? commission a statue. Okay. I, Do you have a guy? Oh, I got a statue guy. Do you? <laughs> this seems like you would know a statue guy, John. <laughs> I've seen your pool. Hey, speaking of history, John, yeah. uh, I think it's time, as I lean forward to get my laptop, for a little segment that we like to call This Week in History or Talk About Then. And I'm back. Mm. You like that? Flawless. Seamless. No one will ever. We run a tight ship here. Talk about that. This week in history, John, 1972. This is a weird one. Did not know this. A gold anodized aluminum plaque is launched into space aboard NASA's Pioneer 10 spacecraft. Did you know this? It's almost like a time capsule thing. Okay. I don't know what they were expecting, but there is a plaque. I'm looking at it. I wish I could send you a photo of it so you could see how weird this thing is. It featured 
the nude figures of a human male and female, along with several symbols that are designed to provide information about the origin of the spacecraft. A second plaque was placed aboard Pioneer 11 the following year. This is 72. So I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Like, let's put these weird hieroglyphics of naked people and symbols on the side of this spaceship. And then we're going to send it into space. Did they think, like, if aliens see this, they'll need these symbols to be like, oh, this is what naked people look like. I have no idea what's going on, but that was a board. It was called the Pioneer Plaque. Interesting. And uh, So it's, it's still out there. I don't know. It says uh, launched into space aboard. Maybe it came back. Well, that wouldn't make any sense. I thought this And they like, had drawn something next to us. Like, wait a minute. What did they draw? They drew mustaches. Playing, on, playing a game of they put, they put fig leaves on the people. Yeah. <laughs> they like, Yeah. Put some clothes on. Wilt Chamberlain, John. 1962. Do you know what happened? He's set the scoring record. Do you know how many? 102? 100. Just 100. Just 100 even. Okay. Yeah, the National Basketball Association. Uh, young NBA. Scored 100 points for the Philadelphia Warriors, 169-147 win over the New York Knicks. Wow. So he scored 100 of the 169 points. Good. I think at some point they just started feeding him the ball. Right. So let's let's get the record. The folklore of it, yeah. And the other thing about Wilt was he was a terrible free throw shooter, yeah. but I think he shot like 90% from the line that night, wow. and that's what gave him the leg up on it because wow. he shot like – I don't know how many of those were free throws. I'd have to look it up, but – I think I remember reading that several places that, like, for whatever reason, he was on fire from the line. Yeah. And that's what put him put him over. Because normally he would made, like, 50%. He was, yeah. like, Shaq a Which, bit. by the way, speaking of basketball, we just have to give a shout-out to our uh, All right. starting point guard for Tennessee, Zakai Ziegler, uh, yeah. towards ACL. We were both watching that game, and it was... Uh, I mean, one of the most beloved Vols yeah. ever. Well, maybe he's from uh, New York. Yeah. The Bronx, I believe. Yeah. Is it Brooklyn? I think it's the Bronx. Right. And it was nobody recruited him. Mm-hmm. Barnes, Just a short kid. Yeah, it's real short. I mean, he is. You know, he was up for defensive player of the year. Uh huh. Finalist. Down. Yeah. Um, and his house burned down, mm-hmm. and the Tennessee fans took up a. This didn't all happen this weekend, no. by the way. But this is sort of his story. He's been through the a ACL. Lot. Happened. Like he used to sneak onto a train. Yeah. Because he couldn't afford the ticket, he would go sneaking in because yeah. he was going to someone had let him. The program at the school he's going to to play. Yeah, he didn't have any money or anything, and so he would like hide in the bathroom of the train every day. Like he'd get up at five, and I think he's just worked so hard, and uh, is now the starting point guard and sort of the heart and soul of the team. And uh, just non-contact injury, just tore his ACL, went down. When I sneak onto trains, I find that people are less cool with it. Right, like it's not going to be my origin story. Like he really loved comedy. This guy right, snuck, snuck on trains, train hid in the bathroom. They'll be like, "What a creep!" Right, that guy. Yeah, I don't know. I wish. Yeah, well, but, his house burned down, and the Tennessee fans helped rebuild it in this period. That's really cool. His no, lives he's. Pro- I mean, I remember watching these games this year, and even last year, and thinking he's going to end up being the most beloved volunteer Maybe player in history. And he's got a lot, he's got several years out to play, so he'll come yeah. back next year. But. Yeah. So uh, speedy recovery to him. Yeah. John, nineteen thirty three, uh, March second, the movie. King Kong, about mm. a giant ape and his love for a beautiful woman. Do you remember the woman, Fay Ray? Mm-mm. Famous uh, ingenue. Opened in New York City to sell out crowds, setting an all-time attendance record for an indoor event. So this was a big wow. spectacle. Wow. Have you seen the original King Kong? I've seen bits and pieces. I watched on the plane uh, one of the many, many remakes, uh, Kong Skull Island. Okay. It is a big, dumb... Is that Jack Black? No. Okay. Uh, he wasn't a Kong movie though. Yeah. 
That was like the original. But there was one where they it's about going to Skull Island and it's not just Kong there. There's a bunch of other creatures that live there because yeah. it's like it's outside of it's like Bermuda Triangle kind of a thing where no one's ever been. Right. And it's post Vietnam, right? The war's ending. And they send this like platoon there to help these scientists discover it, basically. Wow. So they're like the envoys that help these people. You're just gonna protect these scientists while they do some studies. And of course King Kong is there and along with like gigantic spiders and huge lizards and crazy things and so it's a big dumb monster movie and i really like it really it's just fun and gross and just wow. it's really good and it's very cg you know but it's sure. cg so good now whereas when you look at maybe a 1933 king kong probably not so much yeah uh but anyway uh it was beauty that killed the beast that's the famous line from that because basically he goes to save the girl he falls off the building and then so they say wow he falls to his death from the empire state building it's beauty that killed the beast. Uh, let's see. Here's our Ben Franklin tie-in. Okay. Lightning rods were proposed uh, to protect houses by Benjamin Franklin in a letter to his colleague Peter Collinson. So he just propo- I don't know. If, like, did he help develop it? Yes. But it just says he proposed them. Yeah, I read up on that before. Yeah, they, they a lot be- of lightning things with Ben Franklin going yeah, on. The key a, on the kite is that's that's folklore probably became right. standard. Is the key on the kite real? You know your yeah. history guy. Yeah, that's like folklore though. The whole story is real, like 100 mm-hmm. percent as we remember it. He put a key on the kite. Lightning struck the key, and he, that's how he discovered. I don't know if the lightning, that lightning actually, was electricity. I don't know if the lightning actually struck it. I, I think he certainly felt like magnetic fields and other stuff. But yeah, okay. he was experimenting for sure. But yes. Um, but yes, lightning rods, because lightning striking those buildings were burning. I mean, fire is the number one thing you don't want in those days. I mean, it's not what you want today either, but a fire could burn up a Are you sure you city. want to sell insurance, John? <laughs> hey, hi, guys. Fire's not so bad. Thanks for watching Xfinity. Fire <laughs> is the number one thing you don't want. <laughs> it was very, by the way, since we were sitting here, Xfinity just like, would you mind taking the time to uh, tell us why you canceled? I just got a text. Oh, no. Yeah. They're listening, John. Oh, Goodness. They really are. We haven't even put this out yet. It's crazy. Um, but yes, but then lightning rods really began saving cities. But during that time, technology-wise, because it kept this, the buildings from burning down and then the fire spreading. So yes, Texas declared their independence from Mexico. What year, John? Okay, hold on. Eighteen thirty-six. You got it. Did I? Okay. How did you do it? There you go. Wow. I was like a little bit of a guess. I it was, was like when you guessed the $25,000 purchase price of some state. <laughs> Wasn't it a state? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you're like, I don't know, $25,000 in gold? I was like, what? <laughs> you looked this up in advance. No, I, no, I, I, was, I knew because I, I know the Mexican-American Wars in the 1840s, and I knew that the Texas independence came before that, so I kind of took a, uh, an estimated guess. Finally, this week in history, uh, Desi Arnaz was born 1917. Famously, the husband of, and real life husband, yeah. of uh, Lucille. Lucille Ball. And uh, so when, this is a little TV history, it doesn't say this in the thing, but I remember the story of her being pregnant. They could not say the word pregnant yeah. on a sitcom. I don't know what they said, but it was basically, I don't know what you do. It's just that thing of like, it was associated with, even though they're married, yeah, like what a weird like you talk about puritanical, right? And like how into modern obtrusive, culture, obtrusive, yeah. like obtrusive and oppressive it was. Yeah, we can't. Like I remember that we've talked about this before, but like the tw- two twin beds right. for married couples in sitcoms. Yeah, uh, 
like and David the Beaver and stuff. And then the yeah. first one to put the the married couple in the bed together was the Munsters, which I guess they thought they could get away with because they're like, well, these are monsters. Right. Like they're not really a married couple. It's cartoonic. Yeah. And then the Bradys did it later uh, in color. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't interesting. Know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I'm not for to be. I don't run around saying pregnant all the time, but if someone is pregnant, right, it's okay. They shouldn't. It's such a strange yeah. thing to think about. She is in a. There's a. There's a term in some of my old shows I watch where they say she's in a. It's not a compromised state, but she's in a. There's 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 some expressions they have. Yeah, for that. yeah. That, that did like, not age well, probably. I don't because like when a girl like uh, if it's a unwed, she's in trouble. This yeah. girl's in trouble. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, not in her condition. You'll hear that, right? You know, so yeah. you know she probably shouldn't be writing in her condition. You know what? What condition? And then it's like you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. people say condition about you, but they just mean your overall mental state. Well, and they're right. Yeah. Um, I think clearly this episode has proven that. So yeah, I'm glad we took our 250th episode for us just to rant at the heavens. I think we lost some people. So it's okay. I don't know. We had a good run. Well, you know, I think the people that love us love us. You know what I'm saying? I feel acceptance. Do you? And a warmth. You know what would give me acceptance? Mm-mm. Patrons. Oh my gosh, did I tell you this? So I'm going to send our patrons this week. We're going to ship out a bunch of free gifts to our patrons because I've got my, my journals. Nice. i got a big new box of my journals that say, um, they're really nice, like moleskin yeah. journals. They're really nice. And uh, I think there's 100 pages. But uh, you write your own little thoughts in there. they got a little bookmark. But uh, on the front, it says, if you can't say something nice, just write it down in here. So I've been selling those at my shows, and they're doing well. But uh, by the way, like I said, when merch gets involved, that's when you know that's when taking a turn. That's when I've gone to the dark side. Heart, really. I'm part of the problem. Yeah. But all that said, uh, I'm going to ship those out to our patrons this week. So nice. look for that. So if you want to become a patron and get in on that uh, gravy train. Now's the time. Any, a gift of any kind. You just go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. That's right. Also, all of our archived episodes mm-hmm. are there, all 250 Wow, them, John. Johnny, I wouldn't have wanted to do this with anybody else. And well, I, everyone, I tried. everyone else said no. Yeah, they all said no. So, uh, no, I actually really love the show and have really enjoyed the the journey and the journey that's ahead. Uh, you should check out though my uh, colorful clo- co-hosts, other things, <laughs> colorful co-hosts, and all of his many, many uh, yeah. products, videos out products. there. Products. <laughs> Did you know that house fires? <laughs> The no- lightning's the number one thing you don't want. If you would like coverage through Talk About That Podcast insurance. Hi, I'm Lightning John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should check him out, man, at Johnny W. J-O-N-N-I-E-W. Or go to John Driver on Amazon or JohnDriver.com. You can find out more about John's yeah. many, many literary projects and yeah, a vast category, a vast uh, catalog. I've gotten to write with some cool people, and there's some great stories that they've let yeah. me help tell. And yeah. that's fun. You should go. You should go Pretty read cool. their stories. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, there actually is. We had a great meeting with uh, – we'll just actually give a shout-out to Life Audio because, man, they're awesome, and we really enjoy uh, being partnered with them. And they have all kinds of other cool stuff on their network, lifeaudio.com, other podcasts, faith-centered things. Uh, there's fun stuff on there. You should check out lifeaudio.com. But um, I had a great meeting with them this week, uh, and we're talking about maybe – even adding more additional, um, I guess, privileges for oh. those who are going to be patrons as we go. Exclusive forward. content. Let me tell you right now. 
Mm-hmm. So you'll be watching uh, for that because uh, things are are moving forward here at the podcast, and we're yeah. excited that you're a part. It really does mean a lot. Hey, send us comments. Send us. We actually got a great review the other day. I saw that. We're going to read that right now because we always tell you we like to read. Sometimes we get multiple. We would reviews. like to be able to read. Is what I would say. Um, but. Yeah, that would be nice. But I think, you know, this one was good enough that I think we should probably say it. Like uh, someone said, I listen to this podcast during my commute to work. It makes the long drive seem like minutes. You Mm. feel like you're just one of the guys sitting in a fun conversation. Thank you, guys. And that's from Muffs111 via Apple Podcasts. I would like to know what the drive actually is. You know what I'm saying? It makes makes it feel like minutes. Right. How how long was the drive? It's just 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 minutes. minutes. (laughs) Uh, It's not far. I but I appreciate the show anyway. I only listen to the first. Technically, even if it's hours, you could still measure it in minutes. And be like, it felt like minutes. It felt like minutes. Right? It felt like three hundred <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, hey, thank you for for leaving that review. Yes. Those reviews really help, man. Go go to wherever you are listening to your podcast, especially Apple. A lot of you listen through Apple. Go and leave us a five star. Uh, if you're not going to leave us a five star, just don't do it. Yeah. Like, just what do we even stand down, sir? Some people would ma'am. say they want honest reviews. We no. we could use more we need encouragement we need help yeah help us out tell us that we're doing the right thing even if we're not yeah or don't say anything at all yeah you know what i'm saying like why would you want to go i would like this but that guy i think he likes it i don't want any of that wow yeah i don't like the way i, you, I didn't even say anything uh, but i don't want that characterize that review that disposition right there so yeah. hey guys thank you for the time you spent with us today we appreciate it we'll see you next week on talk about that survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.